What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? We're just trying really fast. It's embarrassing because we're in a restaurant. We're in a restaurant. It's Michelle Mola's here. Jeremy's here. It's you know it's a we came to the ideal restaurant for podcasting because I love this restaurant. It's called Grand Sichuan Eastern. As with many like just like full stop Asian restaurants, Vietnamese or Chinese, not the kind that are like hip. It's or, not hip. It's no, expensive. Let me tell you what. It's expensive. What do you mean it's ex- Okay, this was like $15. Normal. And this was like $19. That's like a platter of food. Okay. I guess you're right. It's not that expensive. No. I mean, um, if we were in Idaho, yeah, this would be like four fifty. <laughs> it would also be three twenty five. True garbage. This would be like ketchup chicken and oh this would God. be like Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> I remember getting Chinese food back in the small town I grew up in. Like remember when the Chinese restaurant opened and my mom, you know, just still alive, she'd be like, Let's order a crab rangoon. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I can't believe I knew that you guessed immediately the thing that she would always want to order which I was I was like well what is that it's like take a bite you bite into it and it's like I was like oh first you're like it's breaded and you're like oh it's a wonton filled with cream cheese and imitation yes. crab it's filled with cream I, cheese but it's wonton wrappers that have been deep fried with cream cheese and, <laughs> and imitation crab crab rangoon they're delicious it was disgusting I was truly like this is so grotesque I think I, out of here. I had them for the first time at the, whatever the Chinese restaurant was in Traverse City where we go sometimes and it was called like Panda Village or whatever. You mean when we were in high school? Yeah. Really? There, was there was a place a downtown where you'd go with like someone's parents who actually came to visit them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes, I remember that. I Do you know like that my mom dropped me off my freshman year? On page of we your like, senior year? Yep, we, dro- <laughs> we, dro- we drove there in a pickup truck with her boyfriend. Uh-huh. Dropped me off. Who was your boyfriend my, at that time? Some guy named Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> he had a mustache. Yeah. They dropped me off uh-huh. my freshman year, and she picked me up my senior year when I was graduating. That's um, wait. So when did? But you would like go home for Christmas break. Yes, and stuff. I would go home on holidays, and you would like make a pie. I'd make all kinds of things. Yes, right, right. And I'd make scarves and yeah, um, all of that. Um, wait. So, okay. So we we just finished. The first showing of oh yeah we're finished thank you we just finished our first showing of our piece we just finished our meal your piece yes our my piece everything is imaginable everything is imaginable we, we did, just did the first showing we showed thirty five minutes we have another one to do tomorrow and my then, body is in turmoil yes not because of your piece no no because I was running around in circles on concrete at the Guggenheim yeah in Ryan's piece yeah you really did it it was fun and social though three shows you did three shows yes and then during that did you see anything yes I've seen several things okay what have you seen what have you seen APAP okay I saw Neil Medlin's show with Maggie which I loved I loved. Please go see it if you hear this. It's already over. It's over. <laughs> but Neil Medlin, we love Neil so Medlin. wonderful. Love. Maggie Cloud is a genius. She's going to be in our Maggie show. And they were so. Maggie Cloud did a thing. I'll just, I already told Jack, but she did a thing where she was doing like imitation Pina Bausch dance, where she like learned it from videos or whatever. And then suddenly you were like, oh, this is actually like beautiful except she's not doing that like this is important precious kind of like drama Pina Bausch face she just was like doing it like very matter of fact and you were like she's absolutely incredible and then at the end she and Neil did this like little duet to this I think it's a Rihanna song but they were 
they just did like unison sign language and Maggie was laughing like I'm not sure at what mm. and Neil was just like kind of doing it seriously but his hands are so beautiful that I started crying when you talk about the hand dance it did it feel like that Dakirismacher thing we saw with Boris Sharmats where they did that like and she came out and she did that like hand dance thing at the end of that awful piece we saw. I honestly have blocked that piece out because I hated it so much. Oh, remember, it like, couldn't the have been that. Shoes and they're like stupid box. And him potato. just like doing horrible improv for oh, an hour. Oh my god! I remember when he did that like fake double tour? And he was, he was disgusting. Like, it was really crazy. It was really the worst. Um, okay, so you saw that. Yeah. You love that. I love both of them. I wanted to see that show. I got a sinus infection. I got I'm my sorry. first sinus infection in six years. I know. You thought you came back from Brazil and you were going to be fine, and then you weren't. I really wasn't. So after a rehearsal on, I got back from Brazil on, I saw you. We yeah. recorded with Stewie. Mm-hmm. We had rehearsal that night. I got home and I couldn't swallow. And I was like, that's weird. I've never had that before. It felt like there was a golf ball in my throat. And then I felt scared. So I started paging this ENT who I've seen for 14 years named Dr. Kessler. He was in Madonna's Truth or Dare. He's like making her go ee ee. And Warren Beatty's like, do you really got to do this on film? And she's like, I have to do everything on film. <laughs> and so, and I've been seeing him ever since. <coughs> so I paged him and I got in to see him. Paged? I did. I, I There's this number where you can keep calling and they page him until he calls you back. And he's like, wow. can you just come at 1.30? I'm like, sure. I came in right after Justin Timberlake and right before Cindy Lauper. Did you see them? I didn't see Justin, but I did see Cindy. Mm-hmm. And she looks great at her skin looks really good. Yeah, she has the milk was there tonight at our showing and Cindy's hair looks just like milk. It's pink. Yeah, it's really cute right now. I went into Dr. Kessler's office. He does this thing where he takes, he's been doing it to me for years, he takes these saline tampons, shoves them way up in your sinuses, leaves them there while he goes over all the pills you're going to take. Gave me a shot of cortisone in my butt. I'm in he's your, like, oh yeah, yeah, he's I like, thought you meant like in your butt, but now <laughs> I get it. Your nose and in your butt at the same time. On well, tops. well, he's talking about so you're catching up, you know. I was like, oh my god, it's so good to see you. Thanks for fitting me in. And no, like a shot, like in your yeah, butt, in butt, not flesh. like in like my hole. Right. He didn't put in like, like a cortisone. I wasn't uh, what cortisone are those called? Enema. No, no. What are the ones called that Colonic. melt? No, the the ones that melt in your butt. Preparation oh, yeah. H. When you stick a thing when up it, there. What is that called? A suppository. Thank you. Nailed it. Nailed it. So. Anyway. I used so. to put those in. You did. Uh, when, I, when I thought I had hemorrhoids, but I actually had cancer. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and then I would, like, be on tour, and I'd put it in, and then I'd, like, stand up from whatever I was doing at my desk, and then Jenna would start, like, screaming with laughter because it would have, like, melted all over my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, so then at the end of the session, he pulls out the, the, the saline tampons out of your sinus and then takes this long, thin metal hose and sucks the insides of your sinuses and the back of your throat to just suck out any infection you have oh. there. And then I went on, I was on steroids and I'm on steroids now and antibiotics and uh, an, an inhaler for my mouth. And another two inhalers for my lungs and two inhalers for my nose and a bunch of other pills. Wait, can I make a correction? Yeah. Okay. I know it sounds like I don't know how to use a suppository, and I like had it happen, and then it melted <laughs> out of my butt. But really, it was all the way in, and then I farted, and that's why I got it all over my shorts. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> can I make a correction? <laughs> Wait, I have another correction. Today. Yes. The New Year's party that I went, which I said was hosted by. Anna 
Andrew Wallace was hosted by Andrew Wallace and his boyfriend Thomas Lax, who's lovely, and I should have said it, and he's wonderful. Thank you, Thomas Lax. He works at MoMA, does performance curation. Yes. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah, I know Thomas Lax. That's why he listens to the podcast. So Andrew Wallace is the boyfriend of and what does he do? I've seen him. He's like red hair tall. Yes, and yes. Yeah, you know him. Yeah, but how do you know him? Through Russell Jansen. How does Russell know him? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> does anyone care? Yeah, about I think they this? went on a date or something. Anyways, okay, Andrew sure. Wall long and long ago. Andrew Wallace came to a show that Russell was in at the 92nd Street Y, and I was seeing it too because he was doing a piece for John Hubiar, and he was in line in front of me to get his tickets, uh-huh, and I uh-huh. thought, wow, look at that hair. And uh-huh. I was like, I want to talk to that person. And then we sat next to each other at the show, and we talked the whole time. What does he do? He works in some philanthropy. Oh, I love philanthropy. I hope a philanthropist hears this podcast and starts donating money to this podcast because we actually need money for this podcast because we don't have any and we have to like Thank do it. You. So please sponsor our podcast. Oh, we should um, read our fortune. Oh, let's read our fortune. Okay. <gasps> Michelle didn't get one. No, ask him. Oh, he's bringing Oh, Michelle, you got one. Yeah. Yay. Let's all read our fortunes. I'm so excited. Your fortune is you're not getting one. Okay. All right. I open mine first. Mine says, if the cake is bad, what good is the frosting? Wow. Work. Well, that's a real APAP moment, isn't it? Mine says, the secret to good friends is no secret to you. (laughs) (laughs) It means the secret to good friends is no secret to you. You know what good friends are. Do you get it? (laughs) Jeremy's, Jeremy's is... Success comes in cans, not in cannots. Oh, I thought cans like canned beans. <laughs> well, that's the Can joke. Corn. Well, it's the it's like a thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like a pun. Do you think they knew? Yeah, it was a joke. Okay, they meant it. Michelle's, what's yours? The truth always shines through. Oh, I love that. Boring. I wish that's the one I would have gotten. No. <clears throat> okay. Uh-huh. So. Needless to say, I didn't get to see any shows because I had a fever and was taking right. stuff, but I watched the most amazing movie called A Fantastic Woman. It's about a trans woman whose partner, whose 57-year-old partner dies, and, <clears throat> and this is in Santiago, and she comes under sort of suspicion a little bit because he fell down the stairs while having this heart attack, and it's about dealing with like the police, with his ex-wife, with his son, as a trans person and it is told there's like these moments of fantasy that punctuate this really raw vivid performance that is so incredible I'm obsessed mm. I found the director on Instagram and wrote him I hope he writes me back everyone um, see it <clears throat> see it a fantastic I woman it, but I will it's incredible I have the screen read I got my movie pass today everybody from for what it's movie pass. What's that? It's where you pay ten dollars a month and you can see unlimited movies everywhere all the time. What? Mm-hmm. What? In the theater? In any theater? Like Most an AMC, theaters. a Lowe's, yes. a Bay. Yes. What? Movie pass. Get it. What are you gonna see first? Well, I gosh, I've been watching a lot of movies at home, so that's yeah. not good for Movie Pass. But I'd like to see the post. It looks like a pleasant thing to look at, mm-hmm. and also like informative. And I like them. Tom Hanks. Meryl Is Street. it a documentary? No, it's about something real, though. Something like politics. I meant a biopic. Yes, I have a correction. I meant a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Star Wars. I don't want to see that. I already saw Itania, which was great. Ugh. Wait, I, did we get to talk about it? Yeah, we talked about it with Stuart. Oh, so Little, amazing. I think. I um, remember. I saw Phantom Thread. How was that? I have the screener. Should I watch it? 
I don't know. Can I tell it to you? Okay, I'll yeah, do I like don't a one-minute telling. It looks like really. Okay. It's about straight people, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's well, not care. well. That's the part that's confusing. Okay, so the movie opens. Daniel Day Lewis is like doing his, you know, daily routine as like some effete fashion designer in England, like a la Dior, Balenciaga, what have you. Though, yes. Um, I wish that was a line, by the way. A la Dior Balenciaga. A la Dior Balenciaga. <laughs> it's in a RuPaul song, I'm sure. Anyways, then... <laughs> um, so then he's sitting at breakfast with his, like, side woman, who's this woman, Cyril, who's just incredible. You should watch it for her, because, like, you will love her, as you do no, all, Michelle, like, I'm paying for women. This. I'm paying for this. You're welcome. And there's this other woman at the table who's young, and she looks kind of traumatized, and he's kind of oh, mad I want at to her. That part. And then he's basically, Cyril's basically like, do you want me to get rid of her? And he's like, yes. Well, it turns out that she's probably been living with him there for a long time. It's like the muse and the girlfriend or whatever. But like, she, she just has to go now because she's a distraction. Okay. So he's clearly Confusing. like troubled, right? Okay. He's very particular about his routines. And his assistant woman is like, you must leave now and go on a vacation, you know? To the girl. No, 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 no. She, she's gone. To him. So he goes to the country house. I'm just going to take his pill. And he's out to at lunch or breakfast or something at this like nice seaside cafe. And the waitress is this like woman of like kind of mysterious European origin. She has an accent which is unidentifiable. Her name is Alma. And she's the waitress and he immediately falls in love with her and sort of smiles at her. It's all very creepy and he invites her to dinner. So then she comes to dinner with him and he wipes the lipstick off her mouth with a red napkin uh-huh. to be like, now I can see you. And it's uh-huh. terrifying. I've had that happen to me. And then he brings her home and you think they're going to like have sex. I almost said a curse word. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then they, um, and then he actually just like fits a muslin on her, and then his assistant woman is a mus- there. Just in case you couldn't hear it, he said a muslin, not muslin. a muzzle. No, okay, or a muslin. I thought you said a muzzle. A muslin. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So I was just clarifying. his assistant comes up and he starts taking all her measurements, and the, now the girl's freaked out. She's like, "Why is this old woman here? This is so weird." Anyways, she ends up going to be the muse to live with him. He needs her uh-huh. as a muse. He's building his new collection around her, and when you get to see the clothes, you're like, "Wait." Is the costume designer, like, a genius or, like, a dum-dum? Because the clothes that Daniel Day-Lewis is designing are so ugly. Actually, you realize that early on in the movie because he designs this terrible gown for this client of his. But then, at a certain point in the movie, you hear that he's sort of passe, that, like, his time is over. Like, he now there are designers who are, like, more uh, popular. And he's living in the past. I cannot wait to talk about the documentary. Oh, my gosh. Okay, go on. So then, as the relationship goes on, he starts to tire of her. Like, he's not charmed by her anymore, and, like, her, her last toast eating at breakfast starts to aggravate him because he's doing his sketches which are disgusting it's Paul Thomas Anderson Anderson. it is gorgeous if you just want to look at something gorgeous go see this movie anyways then um, a thing happens where like after the collection he gets really tired and sick as happens when you finish a big project and they go to the country together this girl and he and she has to take care of him and she really loves that she loves when he's tired and sick So then um, he gets mean again when he gets well. And so she poisons him with just a little bit of mushroom just to make him sick again. Oh, good for her. She's and smart. then she cares for him again, and oh, she loves him. Nice. Yeah. And there's this whole scene where he's, like, poisoned from the mushrooms, and she had, like, oh, there's this amazing scene <gasps> where she... Remember that movie with Nicole Kidman? Why watched? is it not nominated for anything? I don't, I don't know. The Oscar noms aren't out. I know, but it didn't get golden. No one cares about it anymore. It's too long ago. It's too long ago or something. Anyways. The Golden Globes. What a joke. Wasn't that hilarious? Except Oprah. Oh, yeah, that was great. No, I'm talking about the awards, girl. Oh, right. Can you imagine? Whatever. 
So then there's a scene where he's like working on this crazy wedding dress for a princess, but then she invites him to like have dinner just privately with him. And then he arrives home and it's like a surprise and he's freaked out. And he's really rude to her. Uh-huh. He's like horrible to her at dinner and she's, uh-huh. he's eating these asparagus and butter. And he's like, you know, I hate butter. Oh. And then that's when she poisons him. Then, uh-huh. um, thank you. So all this stuff happens. He's being horrible to her. And then at the end of the movie, I'm skipping some stuff, but I don't remember. Cyril's basically like, I like this girl. And he's like, she has to go. Okay. <clears throat> but um, Cyril sort of convinces him that she's great for him. They go, go back to the country house and she's preparing an entire plate of sautéed poisonous M- mushrooms. mushrooms. And he's aisle. watching her do it. And he knows they're poisonous? He knows. I work. And she makes an omelet of it, and then she sits down with him to eat it, and he just eats it staring into her eyes, knowing he's going to be totally sick. And that is the perversion of the movie. That is how their relationship works, is that he Uh knows that they can find love when he's sick. And? Is that the movie? The end. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's like a lot of. Well, it sounds like a lot of New York relationships, quite frankly, where people have like these intense jobs and they're really hideous, and then like they get ill and they're like, I feel vulnerable and scared, and then like they're able to be close, and you know, that's it. I mean, maybe Jeremy's been poisoning me, and like that's why I had a lung thing, and and then I had like you know, I have the sinus thing, and maybe it's because like I'm kind of gentle, though I haven't been gentle on the steroids. Let me tell you. Yeah, he's been like grinding up extra Lexapro and like sticking (laughs) it under your nose in your sleep, and then I'm like, oh, I have a sinus infection. It's just antidepressants up there. Yeah. Did you but see anyways, any other shows in APAP? <laughs> well, I just want to finish it by saying Daniel Day Lewis no. is a monster in this movie, and he's probably like, I think he's playing like a repressed homosexual, so I think he does a good job, but it's hard to watch. Anyways. Okay. I also saw New York Philharmonic last night. Not an APAP. No. It was an APAP <laughs> of the New York Philharmonic yeah. playing Tchaikovsky. I went. Went. Oh, they I think they're, I think they're going to get presented a lot of places. <laughs> That's so amazing. In APAP, And this I Latvian thought. woman played, and she was wonderful. She was so... Um, she was so correct. Like, she, her precision was amazing. Her pitch was perfect. It was it's wonderful. one of I was showing um, Jeremy uh, Symphony in Three Movements, the uh-huh. Stravinsky violin, I mean, Stravinsky Symphony in uh-huh. Three Movements. Uh-huh. And Jeremy said, "Is this my favorite?" And I said, "Well, you haven't seen Stravinsky violin concerto, so Better. when you do, though, in watching it, I thought this is like Stravinsky violin concerto meets." Fortis meets Agon. Like, kind of. Symphony in Three Movements, it's kind of like, it's a real listen to that. And then the end with those girls on the side and the arms, it's yeah. like, work. But Symphony in Three is like a fun times dance. You know, it doesn't have like the kind of pathos that the violin can trip has. I feel it does have a lot of pathos, actually, huh. because. But the main girl has bows in her hair. Yeah, but the way those like three girls, like the part where the three girls stand on the side and we're, they're just like, we're the three friends. There's like a trio of the three girls, and like everyone else is going, and the music sounds like a Hitchcock movie. Yes, it's you're kind of like something's not right, and the, like the relentless like third movement is the best. Oh my god, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, I have the whole core thing though in the beginning though is incredible with that line. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, did you see anything else in that? No. Okay. But I did see, um, I saw a Gregory Spears opera today called Fellow Travelers. Also an APAP. No. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it Where was, was wonderful. It? Where was it? It was at Ger- the Gerald Lynch Auditorium at John Jay College uh-huh. as part of the like, as part of the Pose Festival. It's not uh-huh. right. Possum. It's part of the Possum, Possum Festival. Posture Festival. Uh-huh. How was it? I thought. It was great. I it took me a minute to get into it because it was a story about 
like Eisenhower era politicians and McCarthyism, uh-huh. but then oh, it was actually difficult. like a gay love story. Oh, I love that. But then a gay tragedy. Because they get electrocuted at the end? No. Being gay? Actually, not at all, but one of them has to break the other one's heart to make him go away, kind of. Why? Does he want him to go away? Ugh. So that they can like live normal lives and not get electrocuted. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. it's McCarthy era, like right. commie, what have you time. And gosh, Gregory writes some of like these really like densely like beautifully tonal music that has a lot of also like dissonance and suspension and it's so beautiful we should have him on the podcast absolutely don't you know him yes yeah he came to dinner with jeremy oh at, right, right. at anthony's house didn't i meet him and i've made a dance to his music thing? at interlochen didn't he come to after bobby no, jean's premiere not Was that i there? recall okay oh you um, can go to dinner with us after that i Never did mind. Not. Anyways, it was great, and I really like listening to those kind of sounds. So listen to Gregory Spears' music. He is like somewhere, his influences feel like Richard Strauss, feel like Purcell, or like even earlier than that, like Renaissance motets. There's like something of that in the like melismas. And then there's also hey, like a guys, Britain, like it's kind of Britain. I just got to put it out there. When is last time you heard melisma? <laughs> I just got to put it out there. Like what's, let's talk about what's going on with dance a melisma and is like stuff. A run, like a Mariah it's, Carey yeah. run, but like for old times. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I weirdly knew that, but I don't know how, but it's remarkable. I really love it. And Oh, I can't wait to have him on. Yeah. Um, Anthony texted me. I'll see him soon, and we should have him on again. We've been written about that we need to have James on again. We're here with Michelle Oh my God, Mola. the person who wrote us that, I think her name was Emma. She also recommended this interview with Tim Gunn, which you oh only listened to a part of it, but I listened to the whole thing. And Tim Gunn. Uh, does this well I'm going to say two things he does this incredible thing where he takes down all the Project Runway judges with like out hesitation he's just like I hate Zach Posen Nina's like gotten too big for her britches and Heidi makes bad fashion choices it's really amazing and then that aside he also she asks him like what's your evening routine and Mm -hmm. I was going to transcribe it and tell you but I'm just going to do it in my memory okay so I'm Tim Mm Gutt this is a transcription of his evening routine. He's like, are you sure you want to hear it? It's pretty boring. She's like, yeah. Well, I get home around 6.30 or 6.45, and I turn on Two Fat Ladies on my Amazon, which is a British cooking show. Each episode's 29 minutes, and around the middle of the episode, I pause it, and I put on a pasta to boil. And she goes, well, what kind of pasta? He's like, well, generally I just have a spaghetti with a red sauce. And he's like, like a like a ragu, a bottled jar, jar oh. sauce, ragu. He's like Kirsten. Yeah. And then, and he's go, and then I, I pull out a black metal folding chair and I what? lay out a white towel in front of it. What? And going on? after two fat ladies is over, I prepare my pasta and yeah. I sit in the black folding chair with my towel what? and my spaghetti. And then I sit there and I watch something perhaps on the DVR, like the Big Bang Theory. What? <laughs> Wait. Okay, keep going. And this restaurant's going to close. And she says, going. why do you have the chair and the towel? And he's like, the pasta sauce. Right. He's like, yeah. well, because I know that if I'm sitting on my upholstery or the carpet, that I'll fall asleep and make a pasta mess all over the place. <laughs> and it's like, happened before. Yeah. And he's like, and then after some TV watching, I, I go to bed. And he's like, and when I go to bed, you know, I read. What does he read? 
Who can say? My brilliant friend. Um, he's reading Elena Ferrante. I wish um, I had a word for word transcription. So maybe the next episode I'll do that because I've never heard anything like it. It both. I was ama- I was I was amazed. I couldn't believe it. Quickly speaking about Zach Close and I watched the documentary. I just uh, gotta say that everything you said was correct. It was really. Did, have you watched it, Michelle? Not yet. You should watch it. You should watch it. Her husband went to high school with him, or went grew up with him. I have other things to say when I hang up on the podcast um, that are for private consumption. But it's it was intense. I was because reminded so heavily of some people <laughs> who it's like so intense that I couldn't I couldn't believe how much I was reminded of some people while watching this and how much Zach Posen reminds me of some people that I was like <laughs> losing my mind to the whole like this thing of like to the manor born like mm-hmm. to the like it's just really cool and but you know like I had ADD so I had to like work really fast and hard and do all this stuff people I couldn't let anyone know I was sleeping on the sofa in my atelier I, <laughs> that one that one really made me gag like I laughed out loud like the whole with like the dad making that stuff right. and like their loft and his like but you know what I, and- I don't think that the family was rich I think they had enough money but I don't think they were rich I don't need them to be rich, but they sure seemed like they were doing well. I think they, they were doing fine. They, I think they, I would they not, were certainly I couldn't kind of get that class. I couldn't give them middle class. Like the part when they're like at least upper middle class, if not rich. And the part at like St. Anne, or oh my God, I loved when Anna went to her there. She was like, so are you here for Zach Posen's work? And she goes, oh no, he's a friend of my son's. <laughs> that was, that's the first time she went to a show where she goes, he's a friend of my son's. You know, and then of course she loved him and then hated him. What was very clear in the documentary and what's very true is what goes up must come down and when something goes up that fast that young and it's a good thing for if you're a young listener and you want to be famous let me tell you what when you get stuff when you're young and you're famous people cannot wait for you to come down they did it to Lindsay Lohan she was incredibly talented she was really good they tried to do it to Lena Dunham is she young? youngish I guess but like I think she's okay I think she's okay I feel people are going to be fine (laughs) They're all totally fine. They're all totally... The part when he started crying and he's like, you know what I was wondering? is like, is Christian going to leave me or whoever his boyfriend is, his French boyfriend? Oh, and about his sister. Yeah, and I was like, what's going on? It was was an unwatchable documentary, I have to say. What did he say about his hair? The music was terrible. He said it was molting. Molting out. He said my hair was molting. I was like, okay, you have feather hair? Whatever. (laughs) I was really... Like, it was just... I was a kind of like, get a reality check. Oh my God, I was like, has, has anyone ever like? It's, it's rough. I was. I thought of these people who grew up in New York or in a very. But was like, there any clothing way. in that movie that you were like beautiful? No, no, not, not one. Sorry, Zach. I'm sorry. And if are you? I don't know if you ever want to be on the podcast. <laughs> I'm Can sure you you're not listening. He's not. But like. You know what? And We're all is, people. Being human is and if hard. He is, I would love to have him on the podcast. I've loved him on Project Runway. Loved. I, I love when he goes, hi, designers. The way he says it. You guys have to start his, watching All Stars. His manner on. Yeah. We're his manner on in. Project Runway. I've really loved him. I've loved him. I've adored him. Watching this documentary was not great. It no. was, But it was also... I don't know if they meant to tell the story the way they told it, but the way they told it was like, he grew up with all this stuff. He grew up with like all this privilege. It all came crashing down and now he's over here. 
And it was like, but okay. They, they tried to sell it like a comeback. Them. Oh, yeah, you guys didn't get to the end. But, like, they make it seem like, what a triumphant comeback. And it's like, but it wasn't. It's it, also the music was so bad. It was insane that I was like, remember how I said the music when they were trying to make that Charles James dress? Well, even in the beginning, even the beginning when they're playing like this weird rock. Oh, music you're not even there yet. Like, Wait till you get yeah. to the dress. Well, you guys are. Like. That scene is incredible. Also, okay, there's a show on. I think it's on Amazon Prime, mm. and it it used to. It's from PBS from the early 2000s. It is called Manor House, and it's like the reality TV version of Downton Abbey. It came before Downton Abbey. And it's just, they brought all these regular British people into a household, a humongous household, to live in it as if it was 1906. Uh-huh, do they do it? And they have to follow all the rules. Uh-huh. And then, like, the girls, the, well who, and stuff. the girls who get hired as the scullery maids always leave after two days because it's too hard. And they're yeah, like, we have a nervous breakdown. But you should watch it because it's incredible. And the... Um, I'm going to watch it when I go home. The footmen, there's two footmen. Footmen were always hired because they were, like, handsome or tall, and they are. Uh, I'm going to get yeah. into that honey when I take my cough medicine tonight, which makes me go... Oh, and the middle class family, which is hired to be the rich family on uh-huh. the show, like lose their minds. They totally lose the plot, and they're like, "This, this is a very dignified way to live." And it, they really are like, "I now understand yeah. the beauty of this lifestyle." And exactly. they like they grow into it in a way yes. that's like so terrifying. Yeah, because they're like they're getting their like feet washed and they're like bottoms oh, yeah. wiped, and they're mm-hmm. like, "You know what? This is actually sort of a really wonderful way, and we should really go back to that." <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like a boy slave who lives in the hallway in a fold-out bed. And and she's like, it's fine, it's fine. He's absolutely fine out there. He doesn't have to deal with Facebook. They all get up at 5.30 and then they go and like wake up the rich people at like 8 or 9 and like serve them breakfast in bed. It's like a nightmare. Michelle, you came here with John as like a a Christmas present, what have you, to Mm -hmm. see Hamilton. And then you said it spiraled out of control and you're still here. You Mm -hmm. came to my showing. Thanks Mm -hmm. for coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing you. you look incredible. Have you seen anything else in APAP besides my showing? Yes. I wanted to show you guys these photos of my friend's photos work. Are great for podcasts. Aren't they? So it's, um, it's a performance art show and a photo exhibition um, created by my dear friend, Shamel Pitts. The work is incredible. It's at the 42nd Street Y Theater today. The 42nd Street Y? Mm-hmm. That exists. No. Really? I, I mean, 14th Street. 14th Street. What before. am I saying? He's I incredible. He's the Chanel greatest. Before. Did Chanel go to Juilliard? We were roommates. Yes. And should we are? Gorgeous. Yes. We Juilliard. So you. So it's, we have an it's incredible a photography relationship. Or is the performance as well? It's a performance art show and an Oh my exhibit. God, it's almost 11 at night. I'm sure that this restaurant's closing and you've got to go. So yeah, so anyway, no, no, just know about that work. Okay. I think it's back in New York in June. Great. It's really something. It's called Black Velvet. He created a duet with this woman, is he Meryl Martin, who's Brazilian. Right now? He's back in New York. Will you send him my he info be on the and we'll have him on the podcast? Yeah, that would be amazing. I'll try to... I don't know if I'll get to see his show. How much longer is it up at 92nd Street Y? It's up... I'm sorry, 42nd Street Y. 14th Street Y. The 14th Street Y. Okay, how much longer is it there? (laughs) We just keep going down. We're in Brooklyn. I love the 42nd Street Y. It's like hookers (laughs) and clams. My favorite. (laughs) And furries. Is that what they're called? Do you know how much longer it's up, Michelle? You don't. It's done. Text. Oh, it's done. Okay, great. It's over. All right. Until Until June. June. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I'll like see him and I'd I'd love to do that. And then you saw mine. Incredible. Stunning. 
Thanks, my Michelle. favorite. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. You both are unbelievable, super talented, <laughs> smart, <laughs> good looking. Uh, ish. 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 Yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, I walk in and I see James and Lloyd and Garen warming up, and I'm like, it's frightening. Okay. I loved it. And Thanks, Michelle. All stars. The all stars. It's the all stars. It the is. All stars show. It's Project Jack for All Stars. Yes. Fun. Hosted there by so Alyssa Milano. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? It was so fun. We're going to have Andrew Garfield on the podcast. He came tonight and asked if he'd be on, and so he said yes. And then we'll talk so to him when he does him. Angels. Spider Man. Have you seen Spider Man? Um, I seen. I saw it at Juilliard. Oh, no. We'll go see it on Broadway. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different show. Michelle, you're going to come back to town. We'll see Angels in America. Yeah. It'll be um, epic. What else is going on? The first time I saw Andrew Garfield was in Never Let Me Go. And I oh, was such a good performance. It was so sad. Fall I mean, I love that book, but he was great in that film. Fall in Love. Beautiful. He looks amazing right now. Yeah, beautiful. so good. He seems good. Yeah. Karen Knightley yeah. was so mean really in glad that to movie. Um, Whatever happened to Carrie Mulligan? Do we get to see her act anymore? She's in something called Mudbound that I haven't watched. Is that a movie? It's on Netflix, girl. Tell. You can watch it. It's on no, Netflix. I like her. Wait, I feel like I just saw something. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, catching up on something, search party. Say something. I'm, I'm, I'm just catching up on search, <laughs> search party. party is I'll get to season two so, so we can talk about it. Are you it. watching it too, Jeremy? Yeah, Jeremy and I watched watch it together. Do you live? What's that one? We watched this one. The end of the first season. When they killed Ron Livingston. So funny. I love you, Ron Livingston. Wait, we haven't. Michelle hasn't seen Search Party. You should watch it. John is Early's. Ron Livingston the guy from Sex and the City Burger. who broke up with Carrie uh-huh. and posted? Burger. I heard that they're going to make a show about Burger. Burger. You should be on it. It's going <laughs> to. Shouldn't I? No, Michelle. Why not? Okay, I have. I have to just let our listeners know that before we started this, Michelle looks so incredible right now. Like, and she's going to give us this toner that she's made, and maybe we'll talk on the podcast. And we can start could selling be a it wholesale. Pony with me in my solo. No, no, no. Michelle's oh. in the next piece with Christian. I don't like doing solos. But well, the you only solo, do a solo you do is so beyond. Like, you should always do solos. Talk about his grand jeté. It's all you know when he does like the jeté and then like when he just moves his hands and like his hair does something. It's like it's. I hope I don't scare people like with those grand jetés. I was scared Mm -hmm. they were gonna think I was gonna like break my shin or something. No, it will. If ever if people are a little on edge, it's good. That makes for a good show. Right, that's a choice, right? To be yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To just go for it, and it's exhausting. Dark choice. Yeah. Well, the show is it's about shattering and unraveling and. When I'm we do that. a podcast yeah. and interview, when I interview me about my show, <laughs> I'll talk about it then. You and I will interview Does me. Does anyone want to have us on their podcast to talk yeah. about this show? <laughs> well, Jen should have me on her podcast. Yeah, Debbie said she, uh, she wants me to be on her podcast. Yes. Debbie you Milman? should be on a fashion podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I should. We really should have whose podcast do we want to be on? I, I want to be, be on Bitch Sesh. Oh, you want to be on Bitch Sesh? I, I want to be, be on Touche. Shade. They I, won't have us. We can be on Throwing Shade. I'll doubtful. Well, I'll write Brian. Okay. And be like, hey, we have a podcast now too. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. That would be a real the restaurant's closed. For um, the restaurant's closed, and that's <laughs> we that. Loves you. We loves you. Tune in soon. 